Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Talks in Class. I am your host, Jenna. Thank you so much for joining me this week. If you are a regular listener of the pod, you may have noticed that there was no episode last week, and that is because I was home at my mom's visiting, but not because I had planned not to do an episode, but because the week really ended up being (laughs) just kind of crazy. I had initially meant to leave LA and fly to Wisconsin on Wednesday, but ended up flying out Thursday morning instead due to a little flight issue. And when I got to Wisconsin on Thursday, it was 85 degrees and sunny, which was so nice and insane for April, by the way. If you're a Midwesterner or you live in a cold climate, you will understand this. Midwesterners live for a super nice, warm, sunny day, like out of nowhere. No Midwesterner can be in a bad mood when it's randomly 80 degrees in April. It is just the most exciting thing that can happen. Everyone puts on their shorts and sandals and t-shirts, goes to drink a beer outside. They've got the windows down in the car. They're driving around. It's just good vibes everywhere. So I was super excited when I got there and it was really nice outside. And we had a couple of really nice days and everything was fine. On Saturday, I went out to lunch with three of my friends from high school. And then we went to, there's a winery in my hometown. So we went there. It's like the best place. We always have a great time when we go there. But our intention, of course, was to act like adults (laughs) and have, you know, a nice girls afternoon at the winery and then go home at a reasonable hour so that we could function the next day because we are no longer, you know, teenagers or 22 year olds and we can't really function very well with hangovers. So just based on me saying that, you can guess what happened. Um, We did not go home at a reasonable hour. We left the winery and went to a bar where we ran into other people from high school. And then some of our other friends came and joined us at that bar. We went to another bar (laughs) and it just turned into a whole night out. So uh, as you would expect, I was not feeling my best the next day. But honestly, as rough as Sunday was, it was almost worth it. No, it was worth it. It was worth it. It was really, really fun. We had a great night. I got to see a ton of people that I don't see very often or haven't seen in years in some cases. And I always just have so much fun. You know, those nights where you don't expect to go out, but then you end up having like a really (laughs) late night and, you know, you just like run into people, you're collecting friends at this bar and then you meet people at this bar and it was just so much fun. So rough hangover, but very fun night out. And then if the hangover wasn't bad enough on Sunday, we got a snowstorm. And I'm not exaggerating when I say snowstorm, It, it was a literal snowstorm it was probably over a foot of snow (laughs) it just kept snowing and it was that really heavy wet snow and it knocked the power out I mean tons of people didn't have power we didn't have power from Sunday night until Monday at almost 4 p.m so pretty much the entire day Monday we had no power my mom has lived in that house for over 30 years and we've never lost power for more than you know, maybe a few hours. And that was for a really, really bad storm. So (laughs) I don't know what was going on, but no power on Sunday. And then the icing on the cake was that that foot of snow immediately melted. It started raining for two days straight. So a couple days later, we found water in my mom's basement. (laughs) So another day was spent with people coming in and out, dealing with that. And it was just kind of a mess. (laughs) So those are all of my excuses for having no uh, episode last week. I really had good intentions, you guys. I swear I was going to record it in my old bedroom and everything, but just didn't go down that way. (laughs) But now that I've told you all of the bad stuff that happened, it really was a great trip, all things considered. It was fun. 
we had a little bit of nice weather. It was good. So I will tell you my what good happened to start this off as always. Despite the weather and the flight issues on the way there, my return trip was so easy. It was a flawless, uneventful travel day, which is very rare these days. So I really appreciate it when it happens. It's almost like you go into any travel experience now just assuming that something really bad is going to happen because that just seems to be the way that it goes, unfortunately. But my flight was easy. My Uber got there almost immediately when I got to the airport. I didn't have to wait around, which is always nice. And then when I got home, it was pretty much time for bed. So I went to bed, woke up the next morning feeling refreshed and rested and just jumped right back into my normal life, which I mean, really, it's just the best possible scenario when it comes to any kind of travel. So I was really (laughs) happy about that. Since I am fresh off of this trip home to visit my mom and 10 days in my hometown, this week's conversation is going to be somewhat of a combination of a few different topics, but all related to the general experience of just being a teenager, being a high school student in a small town in the early 2000s. If you have been listening for a while, you're already familiar with this, but for anyone new, here is some important information for context because my stories don't make sense (laughs) unless you know these things. I grew up in a very, very small town in Wisconsin. Population definitely under 2000, maybe even under 1500, one stoplight, that whole thing. And it really was exactly how you are imagining a small town in the Midwest, but the most extreme version of that. That's how it was. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows not just you, but your family, your extended family. They know all your personal business. When you run into someone at the grocery store, they immediately start spilling all the tea about whatever's been going on in town. You really can't do anything without everybody knowing about it almost immediately. My high school had about 400 kids, so about 100 per graduating class, and it was made up of three neighboring towns because each town on its own wasn't big enough to have its own high school. So they the three combined to make my high school. Also, it's a fun fact, it should be noted, that the towns that make up the high school are called Galesville, Ettrick, and Trumplow. But because Galesville, Ettrick, Trumplow High School is a very long mouthful of a high school name, it is shortened to G-E-T, or GET, which means that my high school is literally called Get High. So you can imagine the jokes that were made about that. I'm sure they still make the jokes. I graduated high school in 2005, which means that I started my freshman year in the fall of 2001. What a time to be in high school, honestly. I started high school right before 9-11, and I graduated right before Hurricane Katrina. It was a wild, wild time. And that era from you know late 2001 to early 2005, I feel like so much transition happened during that time. I always say that the 90s ended in 2003. And what I mean by that is that the fashion and the pop culture and just kind of the entire zeitgeist really shifted in 2003. If you look at 2002 to 2004, they are completely different worlds. I feel like everything pretty much changed. And when I look back at 
pictures from high school, which I have a lot of and I'm really grateful that I do. It's so apparent, even in just the way that we're dressed and our, our hair choices, everything. In 2002, I'm still wearing space buns in my hair and glittery belts and Tommy Hilfiger. And then by 2003, I'm wearing a t-shirt with a giant rhinestone Playboy bunny on it and a pleated micro mini skirt. I mean, everything looked different. Technology also just over the course of my high school career changed so much. When I started high school, I didn't have a cell phone. My first one that I got my freshman year was like the brick phone that didn't do anything. It just made calls and maybe sent T9 text and you could play snake on it. So during my high school career, we got camera phones, which is what we used to call flip phones that had those early phone cameras. We called it our camera phone. Texting became like a thing that we would do regularly and we called it text messaging. We didn't say like text me, we'd say send me a text message because it was primitive technology at that time. We got MySpace. I mean, I just escaped high school by the time Facebook became available to non-college students. I think that happened in 2006. So I just escaped and I'm really grateful that I did not have access to Facebook in high school because MySpace was bad enough. But all of this I feel like is important context because the early 2000s when I was in high school, so up until about 2005, it was really such a specific time period, especially I think with just everything that was happening in our society post 9-11 and also where we were at with technology. It's very specific. And then when you add the layer of having gone to high school in such a small town, it just made for a very unique experience. <laughs> One thing that I think about a lot, especially when I compare my own experience in high school to some of my friends' experiences who grew up in suburbs or just larger communities or, or big cities, is the idea of cliques in high school. I just feel like that existed in a very different way in a small town high school. There were definitely friend groups that we were all aware of. You know, you kind of knew who hung out with who and who was friends and who wasn't friends. And there were some mean girl groups, not so much in my class, but they definitely did exist in, in my high school for sure. There was a lot of gray area, I feel like, in friend groups and just a lot of kind of intermingling amongst friend groups, a lot of mobility in, in the friend groups in general. And I think this has a lot to do with just the nature of small towns because first of all, there wasn't much to do <laughs> there. And almost everybody partied, at least to some extent in high school. It doesn't matter if you were, you know, a jock or a nerd or whatever. Everybody partied at least a little bit in high school. And if there was a party going on some weekend, everybody knew about it. Because again, news travels fast in a small town. We didn't have a whole lot to talk about. And Anybody who was interested in the idea of going to a party was going to go to the one party that was going on. I mean, if there was a party happening, everybody was going to show up. So it wasn't unusual to be at a party that was hosted by a senior, that was full of seniors, juniors, sophomores that could drive, maybe a few freshmen who were lucky enough to have upperclassmen friends who could drive and would bring them there. Not to mention there was always that random 
guy who graduated like two years before but still showed up to all the high school parties. I feel like every high school party had that dude. Like everybody knows <laughs> that dude. Though we didn't think it was weird. I guess especially once we got to be juniors and seniors, we had gone to school with that dude a couple years ago when he was still in high school, he probably took us to parties when we were underclassmen. So once we got to be seniors, we invited him, we welcomed him back <laughs> to our parties. It was really, you know, the party at the end of Days and Confused when they're at the moon tower and it's, you know, the freshman kid and the seniors and that sophomore girl. And then there's like random people there. It was really like that. Honestly, our parties felt just like that. So there was the boredom factor that brought people together, but there was also just the interconnectedness of a small town. In my high school, probably close to 50% of people were related <laughs> in some way or another. You know, they were siblings, cousins, distant cousins, cousins by marriage, something. In addition to all the people who you might be related to, and sometimes there were people that people would find out they were related to that they didn't even know. But in addition to that, there were all the rest of the people who you weren't actually related to, but you had some other close connection to them, usually because of your parents. Maybe you went to church together since your kids or your moms are best friends or you grew up next to each other. So you used to sleep over at each other's houses as kids or both of your sets of parents went to high school together and they've been friends since high school. So you kind of have to hang out with them on the weekends because your parents bring you to the same places. It just makes it really hard to have super strong clicks when that kid that you maybe don't like that much is your mom's best friend's kid <laughs> or I don't know your boyfriend's cousin or your third cousin or whatever it happened to be you just you can't really be mean to somebody if it's your mom's best friend's kid because she's gonna find out about it and then you're gonna get in trouble not that this stopped all mean behavior at all because that is absolutely not the case I'm actually shocked when I think back on some of the hazing type behavior that went on in my high school and nobody did anything about it. No one cared. It was just the way that it was. No one cared about this. I am actually still afraid of the girls who were seniors when I was a freshman. If anyone out there is or knows somebody who is GET class of 2002, just know that I was afraid of you in 2002 and I am still afraid of you. Those girls were vicious. They used to push me into lockers as I was walking down the hallway. I would just be, you know, like terrified walking through senior hallway and one of them would just shove me into a locker. And it's funny because looking back on it, I guess it was kind of mean-spirited. I think with certain people it was mean-spirited, but with other people, it didn't necessarily feel that way. It was just kind of what you did. One of them made me propose to one of the senior guys in the hallway at lunch one day, I remember. I don't actually remember who made me do it, but I remember the guy that she made me fake propose to. Again, just like dazed and confused the whole hazing thing. This was very common behavior. I actually have an old picture of one of my guy friends at a party pushing a penny across the carpet with his nose. This was another hazing thing, pushing a penny. I also wanna say that one of the guys in my class maybe got thrown into a garbage can or something like that when we were freshmen. Again, this was just common. This kind of stuff happened every day. The real kicker, the real true hazing behavior happened at the end of the school year. In my school, 
I don't know if this was common or if this was just my school. I've never heard of this actually with any other school, but the seniors always had their last day of school the week before the rest of the school got out. So the seniors would actually end their school year a few days before everybody else. So usually how it went was the seniors last day was on like a Wednesday or maybe a Thursday. And then they would have their big senior party that night. And then graduation practice was always the next morning. And they'd all roll into the gym just reeking like booze and bonfire (laughs) and have to sit through that graduation practice super hungover. And all the underclassmen would like see them coming in and, you know, be whispering about the party the night before. And then that weekend on Saturday was graduation. Everybody would party the whole weekend. The seniors were done. They had graduated already, but everybody else, the juniors, the sophomores, the freshmen came back the next week and had to finish out the school year. And then whatever day that week was their last day was like the actual last day of school. And it was a huge deal. The seniors last day thing was a huge deal. On the seniors last day, everybody would come out of their classrooms and they'd stand in the hallway, like lining the hallways. And the seniors would walk the entire length of the school saying bye to everyone, hugging them, crying. It was so dramatic. It was like a whole thing. And during those last few days of school, after the seniors had left, the juniors who were now the seniors because the real seniors were gone, would haze the freshmen. So when I was a freshman, they made us t-shirts that said mean things about us on them and made us wear them all day. Mine said something I remember on the back, something like bark bark, you know, about my last name Barclay, but also like a dog. And then at the end of the day, I don't remember exactly. I feel like they threw things at us, maybe water balloons, but this was just a thing. This was what happened and nobody said anything. I mean, a huge group of freshman girls were walking around high school all day long wearing these t-shirts that said like rude things about us and no teachers. Actually, that's not true. I remember one teacher saying to me, you know, you don't have to wear it. And I was like, I do though. It's going to be worse if I don't wear it. I will admit that I I participated in this tradition as a rising senior when my time came, but in a much tamer way. I did not make anybody wear any t-shirt. It, it was it was calming down a little bit by the time I got to my class. But even that, like I can't believe I ever did that. And just the fact that our faculty of our our high school just didn't care. They were they all just watched this and were like, "Okay." I think at the time the mindset was kind of like as long as no one gets hurt, it's all in good fun, but I can't imagine this ever happening now. These are the memories that make me realize how long ago it truly was <laughs> that I was in high school because it has been almost 20 years. We had a lot of weird traditions actually in my high school that I always assumed were really normal or common, but later in life, after meeting people who grew up in a lot of different places, I realized were not so common. One is, just the entire way that we approached homecoming week. I know it's common to do theme days for homecoming, like a spirit week situation, but my school on top of the theme days for each day would pick one overall theme for each year for homecoming. And then each class would have their own specific theme within that theme. So one year it was cities. I think we had Vegas. One year it was board games. We had mousetrap. And and then one year I think it was Disney movies. We had Peter Pan I actually don't remember what the theme was my senior year. I remember all the other ones, but I don't remember senior year. But anyway, each class would have their theme within the theme and they would decorate their hallway 
according to the theme. So my school had all of the lockers kind of divided up by class. So freshman lockers were all at one end of the school in one hallway and then sophomore lockers were all in the next hallway and then juniors and then the seniors hallway was kind of at the front of the school, the other end. And that was like the prime hallway. And where the parking lot was was closest to senior hallway so you really had to walk through the entire school to get down to freshman hallway so the seniors kind of had like the prime real estate like they were the front row hallway each class would decorate our designated hallway area according to our theme and these decorations were wild it was so elaborate every inch of the walls the ceiling the lockers was covered in paper and glitter and paint there was like stuff hanging off the walls it was crazy it was a whole thing and then on top of that we would have the spirit weekdays where we dress up to a different theme each day of homecoming week I was looking at old pictures while I was home and I was reminded that when I was a freshman and a sophomore, I don't know if it went beyond those years, but definitely when I was a freshman and a sophomore, we had a theme day that was cross-dressing day. You would swap clothes with your significant other or your friends or whoever. And I have pictures of my one of my friends and I, I think sophomore year, and we're wearing giant baggy jeans that we borrowed from, you know, one of our guy friends, I'm sure. I am wearing an orange American Eagle t-shirt and I am 90% sure I know who I borrowed that t-shirt from and an upside down visor on my head. We also had twin day, which was always the favorite of the girls because we would come up with these ridiculous, nonsensical outfits that we would wear to match our best friends. And this would be our twin day outfit. It wasn't anything that made any sense. It was just kind of like random things we'd throw together. And it was kind of according to the mean girls Halloween rule, like we would make these outfits minimal to say the least. But this was our prep for future frat theme parties in college. One year for twin day, my best friend and I came to high school dressed in head to toe Hooters uniforms. We had the tank top, we had the shorts, we had the socks, the little sneakers, everything. Head to toe, this was the outfit that we chose to wear for twin day. And we were twins, I will give us that. So of course we get called into the office because we were in high school wearing Hooters uniforms, but we had done our homework ahead of time and read the dress code really carefully. And because the tank top straps were at least an inch wide, and at that time there was nothing in the dress code specifically about shorts, we argued our case and they couldn't make us change because technically it did not violate the dress code. So we wore these Hooters uniforms all day long in high school. And then there was Toga Day, obviously, but Toga Day was only for the seniors and the rest of the school had some other theme. I don't know what it was. So all the seniors would show up on Toga Day wrapped in bed sheets. Imagine going to high school with a pound of Garnier Fructis gel scrunched into your hair, wearing a literal bed sheet and like trying to learn trigonometry. I'm sorry, I really can't focus on this cosine formula right now. I'm wrapped in a bed sheet, like a one night stand Halloween costume. And there is a single safety pin standing in between this pile of fabric and my American Eagle boy shorts right now. <laughs> then on the night before homecoming, I think our school would put on this giant bonfire next to the football field. So we would just build a bonfire next to our football field. <laughs> I thought this was normal. Now that I say that out loud, that sounds like some really small town business because it was really hilarious to defy gender norms in the 2000s. The highlight of the bonfire was that a group of guys would perform 
a dance routine that I don't know I assume the dance team or maybe it was just a group of girls would teach them I don't really remember details of this whole dance thing but I do have pictures of a couple of them and in one of them all the guys are wearing matching jerseys and very large pants because it was the early 2000s I almost guarantee they're dancing to a Nelly song you can just tell by the outfits the outfits scream Nelly 2003 and then of course there was the homecoming parade. The homecoming parade was essentially just a bunch of people driving pickup trucks through town with football players and the homecoming court sitting in the backs of the trucks throwing out candy. And I don't know who watched this parade. These are the things that I think about now as an adult. Like who was watching this parade in this small town in the middle of the day on a Friday? I mean, it was definitely a weekday because we were in high school. I guess the elementary school kids would go outside for it and watch it and we would throw candy to them. My senior year was the only time that I was actually in the parade. The unofficial song of Homecoming Week that year was Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy. I don't remember much from that Homecoming Week in general, but I do remember riding in the back of someone's truck, throwing out candy during the Homecoming Parade with Save a Horse, Ride a Freaking Cowboy playing on repeat from every single vehicle in that parade. I just found a burn CD from fall of my senior year and it is called Jenna Save a Horse Ride a Cowboy. My friend burned it for me and the first thing I thought was homecoming week senior year. I mean it just takes me right back because you could not escape this freaking song. And then of course the highlight, the culmination of the exciting week that was homecoming was when the entire school put on their best glittery dress from Deb and got an updo or put on a button-down shirt and khaki pants and attended the homecoming dance, which was held in our school gym, of course. Every school dance actually was always in our gym, including prom. And I am not joking when I say that I was probably in my 30s before I learned that some people's schools actually held school dances like prom in venues like off site not in the school gymnasium I thought this was a lie that was made up for 90s teen movies like how every prom in a teen movie somehow had some choreographed dance routine that everyone somehow just knew but no our prom was not in a hotel it was not in a fancy banquet center or some sort of wedding venue it was in the gym and not even the fancy new gym at get high school it was in the old gym <laughs> and it looked like the gym except for they hung some streamers and some you know chiffon stuff on the walls and some twinkle lights and called it prom this is one tradition that i am certain is still going strong in my small town high school i am sure prom must still be held in the gym and speaking of small town high school traditions, I'm going to wrap this up by sharing with you the top five funniest traditions that I remember from my small town high school in the 2000s. Number five is junior prom. I never knew that this wasn't a thing everywhere, but my high school only had junior prom. I now know that this is uncommon and most high schools have senior prom, some have junior and senior prom, but for some reason ours only did junior prom. I think it was because homecoming was kind of for the seniors, the homecoming court were seniors, seniors had toga day, it was kind of about the seniors the entire homecoming week, so juniors had prom I guess. but. We only had prom once, it was junior year, and unless you were invited by a junior another year, you only went that one time. So I only attended prom one time, 
It was spring 2004, my junior year. Number four are senior class beer steins. So this is very small town and very Midwestern at the same time. But when I was a senior in high school and everybody, every class got this, the high school would give you a ceramic beer stein, like a big mug. <laughs> and on the front of it, it said, you know, GT class of 2005 with your name on it and like fancy writing. And then on the back, it lists every single name of every single person in your graduating class. And it is huge. I mean, it's a giant, heavy, it's a beer stein. <laughs> know who decided that a beer mug was an appropriate gift to give high school seniors but everybody got one of these this was the thing I, I remember all through high school and I've actually spoken to a lot of people who have said that their high schools did this as well so I would love to know if this still happens and if not when it stopped because I guarantee this went on way longer than you would think also yes I still have it it's at my mom's house and inside of it are all of my uh, senior pictures from my friends, the little wallet size that they gave me. Number three, drive your tractor to school day. Speaking of small town stuff in the Midwest, I don't know. This is like a thing in high schools, or it was when I was in high school in my area, was that there was a designated day where people would drive their tractors to high school. And it's exactly what it sounds like. People would drive their tractors to school and they'd park them outside the high school. And I don't really know why. I don't know where this came from. But I do also remember that sometimes there would just randomly be tractors parked outside of the school when it wasn't a designated day to drive the tractor. So apparently some people just used their tractors as a general mode of transportation. Number two, singing Valentine's. This memory sends shivers down my spine. In my high school, we took Valentine's Day a step further and not only did we have the little carnations that you could buy and have them sent to somebody to say happy Valentine's Day in the middle of class, but you could pay to have the school jazz choir go sing someone a song in the middle of class. It was horrifying and actually the jazz choir was from the high school but they would also come to the middle school so people could do this to you when you were in middle school literally everything is embarrassing and horrifying and a huge deal when you are in middle school imagine being 12 years old and having some senior in high school guy in a suit sing like a 50s love song to you in the middle of geometry i mean horrifying. Number one, this is one of my favorite memories from high school and I love talking to other people about this because I have learned recently that this was done in a lot of schools and I really thought it was only mine, but watching Degrassi in high school health class. And when I say Degrassi, I don't mean the Drake one, I mean the original 80s Degrassi. For some reason, throughout our entire freshman year, we would watch this show at random, I don't know if it was once a week or what the frequency was, but we would watch Degrassi in health class throughout all of ninth grade. And on the final exam, our teacher gave us extra credit if we could write out the entire theme song to the show on the back of the test. I am not joking, you guys. I still know every single word to that theme song, and it was 21 years ago. 21 years ago since I watched the entire thing during ninth grade health class and 21 years ago since I've seen that show I never watched the Drake one either but I still remember every word 
So there you have it, my little recap about high school life in a small town in the early 2000s. I feel like there's so much more I could say on this topic, so maybe in some future episodes I will do a little bit deeper dives into some specific topics. We could talk about school dances, we can talk about homecoming, there's a lot that we could dive into. And as always, thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. I had a great time, this was a fun one. If you did enjoy this episode, please share it with a friend. I always really appreciate when you share the pod with other people who might enjoy it. And don't forget to please rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I will be back next week, so I will see you guys then. Bye!